Hello again, Pastor Deborah here, and welcome to another portion of this wonderful, wonderful letter called My Dear Spiritual Child. A letter from him, that's right, Agape Love himself. He had me write this years and years ago. We partnered together. He talked, I wrote, sort of dictated. See, I learned how to partner with this agape love years and years ago in order to help you so he could have what his heart desired, you. That's right. He is not that interested in you becoming a denominational member, following a religion, going to church buildings, listening to songs once a week. He is interested in having a personal, intimate, not sexual, relationship with you as his child. With him, providing all that you need, the source for your spirit. He's also your mother. Yeah, we see that in the earth. We see that it takes two, a male with sperm and a mother, a woman with eggs and a womb to create the dirt body of you. He was trying to show us himself in everything in the natural world. It's a shadow, a symbol of the kingdom of heaven and him. Except all the bad stuff, you see. That is a symbol and a reflection of another. That's right. Some guy named Lucifer, who was a high archangel. He got perverted in his thoughts and wisdom because he looked at the beauty and the glory that was given him, his gift by this agape love himself, perverted him, twisted his thinking, made him jealous and envious of this God who created him. That is whose image you see through humanity on earth. Mm -hmm. His name is Satan, means the adversary of agape love and God himself. They are his children, his reflection, his shadows. Yeah. So when you see people being evil and wicked, doing evil, wicked, sinful things to children, to babies in the womb, Serving other gods besides him. Mistreating the earth that he gave to all humanity to manage. To shepherd over. When you see corruption and evilness and lies and deceptions. Even the earthly governments, they are not of him. They are not of this God. Who we are talking about. Who's sending this letter to you. Dear spiritual child, 
So we're going to pick up in part number eight of this letter. And it's entitled, My Dear Spiritual Child. A letter from me, agape love himself. For there is no distance too great for me to travel to you. This is number eight. Mm -hmm. Here, in Pastor Deborah's living room, with a motion video by Pixabay. We're recording in Zoom. And I don't have a green screen. That's why you'll see weird things happen around. Oops, they like that. My hand just disappeared. I've tried all kinds of green screens. I don't have a dedicated room, as you know, to recording. There are green screens that are wonderful. I don't have them, can't afford them, don't have a dedicated space. I don't have a wall behind me that I could even tape up a green sheet. The big ones, they're too big to store. I am among bookcases and desks and rocking chairs. Mm -hmm. It's a living room. I'm sitting at a door. The shade is down right now because I don't need the extra light. But I have a husband and a dog. Cars go by, airplanes fly over. <clears throat> so it's not the best of recording. It's not the most professional. I'm not using a super duper expensive camera or microphone. I'm just doing the best I can for you with what I got. I'm just one. I don't have any helpers. I do have an IT team. They are way up in another state. And they help me when I can't figure things out. But I figured out how to use Zoom. And I found this wonderful company called Pixabay. And I get free motion videos like this. Got a little book light shining on my notes. Got a Yeti microphone. Mm -hmm. And I got some kind of camera that you attach to your laptop. So I think I'm doing okay. I'm sure it could be better. All right. We're going to begin part number eight. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your words of agape love to us that you had me write down from you years and years ago so I could write them and send them and mail them out, give them out freely to anyone that you decided you wanted to send your letter to. And now you are having me to put it up here in YouTube. So long after I am gone, you and the letter will still be here for others to see and hear you. This is about you, Father, not me. This is about your purposes. Isaiah 61 and 62. This is about your heart or all of humanity. This is the end result of your son, your word, going to the cross, paying the judgment and the price that sin required of humans. This is your work that only you can do. So anoint my word so that it be as if you 
are speaking yourself. And we thank you for your great love of all. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, number eight, part of the letter. We had finished up in number seven, where we were talking about this wonderful journey that once you started studying, fellowshipping with him, and you had invited him in to be the only love that your spirit would ever need, the only love that could really teach you, guide you, and direct you, the only love that really cared. I can tell you through my life, people, things, places, jobs that I have loved, they've left, been fired from, went away, but not him. As I grew older and I went through horrible tests and trials, and he was fasting me off of everything but him, I learned that he is the only one who truly cares for my spirit and my soul and my life. Even if I have to do things I don't like, even if I have to fast off of people, places, jobs, volunteer positions, stay at home, not talk to anybody, not go to church services anymore. He fasted me off everything but him. I learned that he cares for my future. He can see around the corner six months, years down the road. I can't. I have to trust him with everything. Everything that comes into my life that's being tested and attacked, I have to trust him to go through it for his purposes. I had to keep reminding myself he's the only one who truly loves me and will never leave me, not even at the point of death. He will be right there to take me up in his arms to help me out of that situation, out of the dying body. He is waiting there always to receive me. It's never far from me. In fact, sometimes he's just always there. He watches everything I say, everything I think, everything I do, every movie I watch. He knows everything I buy at Walmart. He knows every conversation with my husband. Yeah. He keeps videotapes. He has the text. Mm -hmm. He knows where you're at, where your thinking is, what you're thinking on, what you love and don't love. He knows all your ulterior motives to everything. Mm -hmm. You might be able to hide it from other people, from the world. You might have the media covering up for you. You might think you're powerful and wealthy and nobody's ever going to find out what you really are and really do. But he always sees. So does his adversary, Satan. Satan knows all about your history, your past. He will prophesy to you, speak words to you. Mm -hmm. And humanity is seeking spiritual guidance. That's why they go to fortune tellers, psychics, 
Ouija boards, tarot card readers. They're trying to find answers. They'll even go to what they call ancestors, ancient old ways. Mm -hmm. Because maybe Christianity or another form of religion has been forced on them. And they want to break free of that. So they will return to their old ways. But they're seeking blessings, not curses. They're seeking information, help and support and comfort. But not from him. So this letter is to help you to learn about him more. So you will choose to go and seek him. Not other things not other spirits, not your ancestors, mm -hmm. not through cards or crystal balls or palm reading mm -hmm. or reading of signs and all kinds of things. So let's get on with number eight. Like I said, we had finished that we were talking about your spirit needs to eat food, spiritual food, baby food, milk. Wine and bread mm -hmm, and meat. And it was an individual journey you would be on. When a baby is being fed, it's an individual activity. The mama's there. And when they start feeding themselves, they are beginning to care for themselves. A lot is involved. Hand and eye coordination. The tongue. Taste. Mm -hmm. coordinating to get a little Cheerio or a piece of food with your hand to your mouth is very difficult at first. And sometimes the mama needs a spoon or her hand to put the food in your mouth because mm -hmm. the food helps your physical body to grow. So spiritual food is the same way. It helps your spirit to grow. And we had said, we hope you don't abuse and neglect your spirit by not feeding it spiritual work. For your spirit is that forever part of you. Yeah, it's alive. May not be in very good condition. Could be in sleeps. Could be all broken up into multiple personalities. It has that ability to do that. Because we're taught that whatever you think in your spirit and even in your soul, and your mind, that is what you are. If you think you're somebody different, you are. Doesn't matter what your body shows you. Doesn't matter what other people say. If you think it, then that is what you are. That was a powerful message we were beginning to understand. That your spirit must grow. It must be nourished with spiritual food that brings it strength and life, wisdom and knowledge. Mm -hmm. So let's pick up here now in part eight. This is a wonderful and fulfilling life. Once you really, you know, when you're a child, it's sort of fun. But boy, when you're trying to learn to walk, you fall down a lot. You do all sorts of things. You crawl, you scoot. Learning how to even control your inside so you can poop correctly. 
without just going whenever you want to and not even having control. Growing is learning to be in control of your physical body. And then eventually your mind, your thoughts. Spiritual growing is the same. Your spirit must learn to get control of itself and then to control your soul and their soul to control your physical body. But the control, the strength, the rulership for all three parts starts with the spirit. Mm -hmm. That's the goal of your learning, growing, and eating, and the food that you're to take in spiritually. It's rather exciting spiritual growth, just like watching a baby grow a child and a toddler, then to a young teen, a young adult. Oh, it takes years. And so does spiritual growth, years and years of eating, growing, being tested, overcoming all kinds of issues. Sometimes our spiritual growth is very lonely and we just sleep a lot. Mm -hmm. And we're by ourselves a lot. But there will be Many, many days when you will just want to quit. I'm tired. This is too hard. I don't have time to read today. I don't have time to study. I don't have time. I got to go to work. I have a lot of demands on me. I want to go have fun. And you'll want to give up, especially when the attacks come. But if you look at a little baby trying to learn to walk or talk, they don't quit. Or they may mumble, they know what they're saying, but you don't. They are exercising their vocal cords. Their facial muscles are learning. Their tongue is working. Their brain is producing. They don't stop. When they're trying to learn to walk, they don't quit. Until they're stood up and they can walk, they keep eating, keep practicing. Falling down and failing a lot. And we are always so happy when a little one says the word mama, dada, or papa. And says, I love you. Because we're always talking and teaching. And we are helping the little one to grow. We're feeding it, hopefully. And its muscles are growing, developing. The brain is developing all kinds of networks and memories. But some days, I'm sure the baby, they get exhausted. And they just fall asleep anywhere. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes life is so much fun, they don't want to go to sleep. But they have to rest. They have a spirit in them that never, their soul does never give up. But the spirit is a little different. It's a lot weaker. The attacks are serious and hard. And it's fighting in the spirit realm and even against the soul itself. And it may want to give up. But you must choose sometimes every single day to keep going, keep studying, keep praying, keep learning, reading books, watching movies, asking this God of agape love to help you to understand for all of this learning and feeding your spirit. It's worth it, the effort to do it. The long hours of studying, 
by yourself or in groups, the failed test you will take, the attacks that will come, the trials of your faith in the words in God. You might have a situation that you prayed to change and nothing's happening. But you think you've heard God say, I'm going to fix that. Well, do you keep complaining to him or do you start saying thank you? I know your words are faithful. If you said it, it's done. And I thank you for it, even if I don't feel it, even if it's a slow, progressive something. I'm going to give you thanks. And sometimes it never happens until after death to the spirit. Sometimes what we're asking for, let's say if you have some arthritic knees and you want them healed. Knees are important for walking, bending. You don't like the pain. And so maybe God says to you, I'll heal you. But it doesn't happen right away. But do you give him thanks saying, I know your words are faithful. Maybe he isn't going to heal you physically. He wants you to endure pain, to toughen you, to learn to work through pain, and to stay steady. Even on the cross, his son, Christ Jesus, was in a lot of pain, and he had to stay steady with his purpose. He had to speak and carry on and not falter. He knew there were benefits coming later, but right now this test he had to pass. So sometimes you're in a test and you have to take it and God is checking you to see what your thoughts are, your words are towards him, towards the situation. And then sometimes the healing comes after death to your spirit. Is that where he's working? Could be. Could be working in your soul to transform it. Probably. And maybe the last thing will be your physical healing. We all are going to die. This dirt body, even of Pastor Deborah, is going to go the way of death. But not until my job that I have been assigned and anointed to do. Till I've prayed the last prayer for you. Till I have done all the battles that I'm required to do. Till I've made all the videos and I have finished his work. Then I will sit down, go to sleep. And I will leave. Satan has no right to take me early. I will do many battles, be attacked, have many trials and tests. I might get bat beaten up, but I don't quit. So he's saying, you're going to have some failed tests. Yes, you are. Pastor Deborah's had them many, many times. The attacks of your faith in this Heavenly Father, this agape love himself, and just him loving you will come. The waiting for prayers to be answered. The long years sometimes you have to wait. Yes, you will have to choose to keep going, keep believing him, hanging on to him, or else what? Give up? Do you see any baby give up trying to learn to walk? Even those that have disabilities want to walk. Okay, so you can't see. I learned Braille. I am going to see and read. If I can't hear, I'm going to get hearing aids. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to read. Mm-hmm. People want, they don't quit. Most people who get sick, they want to be well, so they go to the doctor. That's right. They get help. But many, many people who believe in this agape love, they don't know how to do that with him. You will have to learn to stand on his agape love's love for you and his promises, if you've learned them, to you and to obey his words in all things, especially the hard times. But, of course, if you don't know what his word is, and you don't know about tests and trials and attacks of this Satan, this adversary of you, you don't know what to do. If you don't go to him and say, what is going on? What do I do in this situation? How do I respond? How do I pray? If you don't do that, then he can't help you. You will spiritually grow and learn if you do it his way. You'll stand with God in his ways, with his desires, your desires. His words will be unwavering in you. You will be unmovable. You will stand in his words. You will be uncompromising to his ways. No matter what the pressure is or who it comes from or where it comes from. Mm -hmm. And I have seen and had to go through this myself. I've had to be reminded, your word says this, so I'm not going to do it. Doesn't matter what the pastor says or a president or a prime minister. You have given me the solution to the problem. That's what I'm going to do. Now I don't go out there and blast it out to everybody. Mm -mm. I just quietly do what he tells me is the solution to the problem. Then, as you spiritually pass the spiritual test, you come through the attacks. Oh, you might be battered and bruised, wounded, exhausted, but you have obeyed his words. And you have overcome the adversary. And you have fought a good battle and won against the lust of your own eyes. The lust of your flesh and its appetites and the pride of life. Those will come to all of us. And those are three good subjects to study. And you spiritually fight this good fight of your faith. In God and his words. And you hold. Not in doubt. Not running in fear. Not in compromise. I'll show you how that works. Years ago. I was in a deliverance ministry in the church. And I got a call. Four times. From the office and other people. One day. So there was a young lady. That had gone, had, there was a young lady who was in the Bible school and she was at the park with her child or children. And they met a lady and her children. And the little girl, the other lady, lost her socks. So this Christian lady said she would be glad to buy 
some socks for her little girl. And they got talking. And the lady with the little girl who lost her socks said she was a Satanist and was proud of it. The Christian lady was frightened. She immediately left. She's in Bible school. So they called me because I worked with witches and Satanists, those in the occult. was not afraid of them. I knew I had the power and the love of God. I knew I was anointed to be a spiritual mother and had an anointing of blessing. And this was the work I was going to be doing. So I got four phone calls begging me to call her. And because this was the ministry I was in, I did. And I said, hello. Her name was Candy. I said, I understand you met a Bible school student today. She said, yes. How can I help you? She said, well, I looked into her eyes. Yes. And I saw something that I didn't have. I go, what was that? She said, there was some kind of joy some kind of happiness. I could see it in her eyes, and I knew I did not have it. So I said to her on the phone, would you like to have it? She says, yes, but I don't know how. I said, that is no problem. That happiness and joy you saw in her eyes comes from a relationship with Christ Jesus and his Father. And he is here and would love to come into relationship with you. Now, I already knew who she was in relationship with, Satan. And she said, yes, I would like to have it. Now, being in partnership with God, he arranges all meetings, all circumstances. He's working ahead of you. And then you are required to bring him on in cross the finish line, so to speak. So I said, no problem. So I said, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, this is on the telephone, didn't know her, never met her, just had her first name. Dear Father, bring that joy, that love, that peace into candy that, you, that she saw and knew she did not have in the name of Christ Jesus. Boom, right there on the phone. She was a believer and saved. And the Holy Spirit, this love and joy came in. Ooh. Well, I went to church that night. And that young Bible school student, a lady, came up to me. Said she was so fearful. Her husband was out of town and she had her two or three kids with her. And she was so afraid of this Satanist. And she went and called her Bible school teacher counselor. For help, And he said, don't you call her. Her friends play for keeps. Let's call Pastor Deborah. So they called me. So that night in church, I said, excuse me. Who are you trusting to protect you and your children? Your husband, who's physically away, or God himself? I said, I think you failed that test. And she backed away with her head. She knew she failed the test. She was trusting in her biological husband, a physical help, not from this God she was going to school to learn about. Test time. She failed it.
the young lady, and I became spiritual mother and child. And for many, many years, I did deliverance counseling, helping her. She helped God help many people to find him. That was her test out on the playground, and she failed. You and your spirit man will go through these. And you will begin to see yourself in your soul, what you believe in, who you count on, who you, who is your strength and your protection spiritually. And God is watching you to see if you choose him, your husband, medicine, whatever you do, he's looking. But he desires for you to come to him. He may tell you. To go to the natural world for help. He may tell you to go to the doctor. He may tell you, this is not your test. Call Pastor Deborah. But she didn't do that out of fear for herself and her children. And then her counselor, oh my gosh, he couldn't even, he wouldn't even call her. They were too afraid. Of Satanism and Satan. You will have to learn who you really are. Spiritually. And how to live. From this born again identity. The new you. That lady had not learned. It's just like going to school in the natural. We're going to learn the word cat. C-A-T. Your teacher will give you a book, a picture, spell the letters after you've learned the alphabet. You will make a connection between the picture of a cat, the letter C-A-T. You'll learn how to write it. Then you're going to take a test and she's going to say, please spell the word cat. And you have to write it down. She's looking for memory. She's looking if you've learned. If you made the association, some people fail that. And we take tests through all throughout school. First, you have to learn a lot of repetition. And you have to study on your own and practice. The same in spiritual school. Test, trials, learning, studying. Test, trials. The new you. When Candy invited this Jesus Christ into her life, that night was very horrible for her. Her family rose up against her, came and beat her up. Because when you accept this Christ into your life, and you have been a servant, a slave to Satan, as she was, powerful spiritual things happen. But Candy was a new spiritual being. And the Holy Spirit, angels, and her and I fought together for years. The new you, the new Candy that she had to learn that she was a king of the kingdom of heaven. She was a priest, a royal priest unto God for others. She was a Lord. She was the owner of the earth. Under. God. She was to manage the earth, shepherd it, protect it, watch over it, have a governmental system 
that protected it so it could bring forth its bountiful blessings to humanity. She had to learn that she was a son and offspring of God. She was a God herself. She was a baby God. And she had to grow and grow in her thoughts and her ideas and concepts to full maturity. She had to learn what his image was and what was his likeness, agape love. That was his express nature and essence. His image was he was the father, the king, the ruler, the offspring of life itself, a life-giving spirit. And his likeness, that was the mama's side, the mother, the love, the agape love, the tenderness and mercy. And put those two together and you come out. And you, this new, you, this new candy was made in that image. Candy had to learn she was full of all spiritual authority and dominion on earth under and in Christ Jesus and his father, agape love. And she had to learn to live spiritually, as Proverbs 23, 7 says, for as one thinks in their heart, their mind, their soul, their spirit, so is he. She had to learn to think new thoughts, believe new things, and so will you. And in Proverbs 23, 12, she had to learn how to apply her heart, her mind, her thoughts, her feelings, her emotions, her desires unto instruction of God and her ears. She had to learn to listen to the words of knowledge. Mm -hmm. She had a lot of work to do spiritually. So God has told us spiritually in his word. As you think in your heart, your mind, so are you. Your spirit must first think it, believe it, be tested on those thoughts. Then you must pass that to your soul. Then your soul will be tested to see what it say, thinks. Can it stand when everything is coming against it? Can it hold in its thoughts and beliefs when it's under attack? And when the physical body is being attacked, can it hold? So you have to learn, and Candy did. We had to do lots of deliverance work on Candy's spirit. We were on the phone for hours every night into the early morning hours doing deliverance. Many times she couldn't be there. She would pass out, go into a trance, and it was me and the demons. Then there was times when people would come through her on the phone. Then there were times when God would instruct me. Somebody was coming from the church I was in through her spiritually to talk to me. Because so, they can't talk to him anymore. So I would have to talk to him. And then I'd run into him at church and they'd go, that was you? Oh, and they'd run away from me. I was doing powerful work for God. In the realm of the spirit, we have to learn how to think in many, many new ways, develop new concepts, build new foundations. 
deal with our feelings, especially towards ourselves, about ourselves, who we are, what are we to do? Because if you do not think God's way, agape love's way, he says, about yourself, then you are whatever you think you are. One of the tests you can take is if somebody comes up to you and says, oh, do you believe in Christ Jesus? And you go, I am a Baptist, a Methodist, a Lutheran. I am Islamic. Your words are reflecting what you think in your soul. I am that. That's not what they asked you. You should say, I'm a believer in Christ Jesus, and I belong to a denomination, but we don't. People are asked, what do you do? And they say, I am a nurse. No, that's not. That is what you think you are. You are not a nurse. You do nursing. That's your job. That's not who you are. So our own words cause us problems because it's coming out of our soul. Because your soul has not yet been transformed by your spirit. Because you don't know who you are yet. If somebody asks you, who are you? You should say, I'm a child of the most high God. A spiritual king here on earth. With all authority and dominion, I have the keys to hell, death, and the grave. And I am a God myself. Now, what I do in the world, I might work as a nurse, a teacher, business person. That's just the earthly work I do. But the real me is doing spiritual work. See, that's a different kind of answer. And you have to learn that and how to speak to yourself to other spirits in the spirit world, and how to talk to other humans and even animals. I've told dogs who, that, who I am. Once you get there, you are rising up as the son of God on earth. And all of creation is waiting for you to rise up and help them. They too are under great tests and trials. They're being sub, subjugated to this Satan, to hate and envy. They're waiting for you to rise up and help them. That's another story you can read about me called Dr. Doolittle and Narnia. Mm -hmm. When animals start talking to you and helping you. So as you spiritually grow in God's truth, his knowledge, his wisdom, and understanding, your spirit, the real you, the forever person, will change your thoughts, your concepts, your principles of your soul. Your soul will slowly get transformed. Your language to other humans will change. Your thoughts, who you worship, the statutes you have built in your soul, will come down. Your beliefs will change. Your acts of Worship and praise will change. Everything in your life will change. Your spirit will become the head of the system of the spirit, soul, and physical body, and no longer the tail. That's right. It has been the tail in the old you, the tail to the soul, just going along. Wherever the soul goes, the spirit went. But in this new you, the spirit, 
starts rising up when it gets a Hebrews 4.12. And it comes out like a butterfly of a cocoon. Mm -hmm. And it can freely learn, unhindered by the soul and the lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. The spirit man, the forever you, is a non-gender spirit. That's right. It's not male or female. It's both. But it's neither. It has been the tale since in the womb. And the soul was the king. But God says in his words of agape love to you that he can promise you many spiritual battles ahead. Candy had them. But you hang on to God, and she did. She couldn't read or write. So I got her the Jesus of Nazareth movie. I bought her videos for her children. They had a TV and a DVD player. She was told by God to go buy the audio Bible. She would listen to it on a headset. She was instructed by God to go get a headset for her phone. Because we talked for hours on the phone every night for years and years after she put her children to sleep. God was going to get his word to her one way or the other. You don't even have to read. Nowadays, you got phones and laptops. You can get it online. The audio Bible, Bible stories, it's all there. And she hung on. She didn't know how to get free, but she wanted to be free. I had to give her a lot of motherly wisdom and guidance for the meetings. She was a high queen of the number one clan of multi-generational Satanism. She had Jewish biological DNA in her. One of her new children that she was to have after the three she currently had were taken back, horribly abused back into Satanism, they would forget about her and she would forget about them. She would have new children and one of them would be the seed of the very Antichrist to come. There's always an Antichrist ready somewhere in the world who has been biologically followed the DNA, just like Christ Jesus. It's Jewish. It goes all the way back through the generations. Satan desires to have the same thing as Christ Jesus did. He studied the DNA. Mm -hmm. They're there. And this one, God got to. And he also got to one of the clans that was to have the false prophet. That was Amanda, the Black Forest clan. That's right. That got all dissolved. They're all saved now. But he says, I can promise you, you will have many spiritual battles ahead. But hang on to God, and he'll get you through them. The test, the trials, the temptations, he will watch over you to see if you will on your own choose his ways. You will obey his words. Deny the lust of your eyes. Don't look at those pictures. The lust of the flesh. Maybe he says, give up chocolate. Stop drinking. Stop smoking. Stop doing drugs. Don't eat so many carbs. 
Eat more vegetables. Don't eat today. Do you listen to him? He's trying to keep your physical body healthy. Because as long as it's healthy, you stay here. If it's if the soul of your body is only focused on pain, doctors, surgery, you're not happy. You're not at peace. So he will help you if you will let him. And he's also trying to help you crucify your pride. It's not about you. Are you having your church or your ministry? As soon as I hear that, uh, their pride is up. Nothing that we do is ours. All the gifts we get spiritually, they are just gifts. Some people say if God chooses you, he never takes back. That's not the truth. He can take the anointing away. He can make the Holy Spirit sit down. And you just go on soul power. You can pervert the anointing. You can choose to go serve Satan, even though you have the Holy Spirit in you. Mm -hmm. That's all some other deep teachings. But these, you stand on your own when you're tested and tried. A lot of people go, I don't know what to do. So they call people, pray for me. Honey, take the test. When you take a test in school, there is no talking from the teacher. There is no talking. But guess what? When you move in the spirit and you own the occult world, I'll tell you a story how this works. This young lady named Amanda wanted to get into college. She had to take the college test. She could pass the reading and the comprehension, but not the math. So her father, who was a great high priest, his name was Isaac. He's now in heaven. He came inside of her spirit took over her soul and physical body, and took the test for her so she could pass and get into college. Sometimes I have given the GED test. I have watched people put a crystal right next to them, hoping some power and help would come through. I've had people pray to other things for help. Mm-hmm. Everybody's calling on spiritual help for blessings, for curses. Going into the new year, everybody is calling on ancestors, maybe. Calling on God to guide them and lead them. They think that he's doing new things. He's not. He'll get new people because the old people aren't doing what he wanted. He'll leave them out and nothing will happen. Their churches won't grow. And if they do, they just get rich. And they make a mockery of God. Mm -hmm. Now, Satan doesn't just stand by and do nothing. He didn't do that with Candy. Mm -mm, boy, were the attacks hard on her and me. Nope. He will ask permission. From God himself to buffet you, to test you, to try you, to prove you, to attack you by using everything he can. Physical sickness, attacks, loss of property, the weather, storms, tornadoes, fires. 
car wrecks, robberies, kidnappings. He'll use everything. He'll work through people. Every hurt, every wound, every loss, every rejection, fear, doubt, unbelief. He'll work through the tech companies. He'll work through your job. He'll work through the world that he controls. He's trying to plant doubt and unbelief and failure and the loss of your memory of God and use it all against you. And why would he do that? He's the instrument God allows to help test you, develop you, mature you, exercise your knowledge to use what you have learned, which direction to go. Now, he's defeated, and you've got the power and authority if you're a believer, but you must believe it. You must practice it. You must be able to stand them down by your words, by your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Some people might call it magic. There is great power to help you. Sorry, a great movie to watch that in is Doctor Strange with Bert Cumberbatch. He had gotten hurt in a car wreck and he wanted his hands healed so he could be a surgeon. And he heard about some power. So he went seeking it. He found it. Eventually, he learned you could leave your hands the way they were and use the power to help society and humanity. Or you could take the power just for yourself to heal you. And he had a choice to make. A lot of people want to be healed, but not for God. They want to go back to the bingo parlor. They want to continue their life the way it was. They want to just be, they don't want anything of God, but they want to get the healing, not to do his work. So you'll be tested on, do you do things the old way? Before you learned about Christ, before you learned about his agape love or God's way. Will you depend on God, agape love himself? Will you call on God, agape love? Will you use your faith? Use your authority he's given you. Will you use his dominion he's given you? Act as a spiritual king over your own system of soul and body and out to nature and out to humans. Act as a spiritual mighty Lord. Will you apply the victory of the cross? Will you rebuke Satan and death? Will you fight or retreat? He is watching you. He's what, making videos. He's got your emails, your text, your thoughts, your concepts. He knows what's in you. He's trying to help you to know what's in you. Do it God's way, he says, and you will do well. Satan is still our, a spiritual servant of God the Most High. He knows it. He hates it. And God uses him who is our spiritual enemy. So we fight spiritually. We stand spiritually. We bind spiritually. And we depend on God and his love for us so we can become as he desired us to become a spiritual king from the kingdom of heaven, his offspring.
his image and likeness, but God ourselves. Mm -hmm. Not in our soul, but our new spiritual identity. We are his child. The old us, that is not God's image. So when you hear people say, well, God made me this way. No, he didn't. God created the laws to, for the DNA. God created the earth that got perverted. The DNA that's in humanity now is perverted. The laws are the same, but the DNA has been changed. Our bodies and our souls serve another. Mm -hmm. He desires for us to be a spiritual ambassador, a political leader, a diplomat of the kingdom of heaven for others here on earth. He desires for us to grow up, be a spiritual, mature child of his. In his likeness and image, just like his son, Christ, the anointed Messiah, the king. He is looking for Christ Jesus's character, his mind, his emotions, his relationship to himself in us spiritually and in our soul and with others he is looking mm -hmm. and that ends part number eight of the my dear spiritual child letter to you from agape love himself so let's pray before we go dear heavenly father any who watch this and are here today, but they desire to be as candy, have in themselves a love, a joy, a peace that they know they do not have. If they have missed your mark, failed the test, please forgive them. Test them again. Help them to grow and feed on your food. Help them to grow out of infancy and childhood to a mature adult. Father, we thank you because only you can do this. And this is your goal and your desires of your heart for us. Help us, Father. Help them to grow, to be delivered like you did candy. To set them free of their old soul and to help their spirit to rise up as the head, the king of their system of spirit, soul, and physical body. and then to be your political ambassador, your royal priest here on earth for others. Help them to be mighty warriors against Satan, to pass every test and trial and temptation that comes their way. Help them all you can, Father, for you are a loving Father. You are love itself. You are agape love, and you have traveled far to reach us. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, I'll see you in number nine of my dear spiritual child letter. Bye.